Welcome back to the North Star podcast. Today we're going to be talking about loneliness and healing that, making friends, deepening our relationship to ourselves. So I've talked to a lot of people lately and I've just noticed that this epidemic of loneliness is so real and I'm going to share from my own experience because I've been through it. Um, I've been through it at many stages at life and in life and it's yeah it's hard. It's a hard one. I feel like in some ways people don't like to talk about it so openly because there's almost like a stigma attached to loneliness. In fact, I was actually just recently explaining um, to someone how when I feel lonely, like there's so much going on for me mentally that it's just, it's certainly so not simply the fact of being solitary about of being alone, right? Obviously. So we're going to get into that, but why I bring that up is because in my case, when I feel that way, feeling really lonely, the mental chatter is so negative. It's really, um, I'll just share with you kind of what I hear in my head. And in essence, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of, you know, you're different. You don't fit in. You're not as good as, you know, basically the rest of the world. Um, and like, there's something wrong with you. Uh, you know, people don't like to be around you. You, um, you know, you don't have anything to add. There's you like you don't have any value, right? Like it's dark because it basically, the inner voice is attacking my character in these moments. And I honestly feel like, um, well, obviously, you know, being in a relationship with people and not ha- and not having that experience of being in a relationship with people is really hard because we are social creatures we do need to connect but I would posit to say that if not more than in equal parts to that they that's to say they are both equally painful that experience of being lonesome and having this inner you know chatter that is really just bashing your character your soul like who you really are as a person and I think that that's just it's so sad and yet it's you know I wish like honestly I wish that it was just me that had ever experienced that but you know such is obviously not the case and that's why I'm here that's why I'm recording this podcast because it's really can be a painful place to be in and I just know too many people who have been through this that I had to just open up and share. So before I get to healing this and moving through this and talking about what I think are also the benefits of this stage, right? Because the way that I view life is that nothing is inherently poor or positive. So everything has um, a positive and a negative. So loneliness, certainly feeling lonely, a period of loneliness has so much 
uh, in it. There's like a huge gift in this experience, but we'll get to that. So this loneliness for me is, I mean, I've just been talking about this so much lately. I feel like I'm going to keep saying, I was just saying this the other day, but I was just saying this the other day. Um, I've noticed, let's say, as my latest round of loneliness overcame me, being, you know, across the pond, being in Europe, being in Finland specifically, where, you know, I don't speak the language. So even going to, let's say, a yoga class, which has always been my reprieve. I mean, I've been living around different parts of Europe for years now, um, on and off. Of course, there have been, you know, a year in Canada here, you know, months in Canada there and and whatnot. But I've really been living this lifestyle for a long time. But historically, I've been in countries like France or England. And England, obviously, being a native English speaker is no problem you go to a yoga class you meet people you chat with people even if they're not going to become your best friends like there was one yoga studio i used to go to in england where um it was a smaller town so it had a bit of an older set and traditionally actually i do make friends with those older than me but they were like quite a bit older than me so there was just like a mismatch so what happened in that case was um i didn't meet you know deep friends but i still able to have that back and forth with these beautiful women and that already feeds us so much and I think we are all aware of just how those micro interactions really do affect us having all been through COVID um and so yeah so being in Finland has just been so different because unlike in France even where you know I understand the language I can get by provided people are patient enough with me and realistically like in France like like really the beauty is a lot of people speak English really most people and if they don't that's when I could get by because I can speak French I'm not perfect my my accent is not perfect however I can have a conversation without stressing about it too much right so so I've not really been isolated in this way I I've also lived in like Italy where that is a country that I don't know any of the words however at that point in time I was in school and so my classmates were my best friends and I made beautiful friendships during that year so I never really felt again this isolation that I've experienced in Finland it's something else this isn't um the most social of cultures it's a very kind culture everybody is so nice uh it's a smart culture there's so much to admire about the Finns. there really is it's also in my cultural background my grandma was born here so i have really a lot of good to say about this culture however it is rather introverted and i am introverted <laughs> so it's but i'm like a social introvert if that makes sense and um, so, and it really like introverted or not, like we all need people. It's just the definition of an introvert is, is not that you're antisocial. It's simply that you're, um, you're drained by, by, by being with people versus filled by that, if that makes sense. So anyway, um, so perhaps what I should say with respect to the Finnish culture is that it's actually, um, 
maybe even not that it's introverted because how could I know how people get filled up or not, but it's a rather shy culture. And that is not something um, that I really resonate with. I've been shy, super shy in high school, but at this point in my life, I'm genuinely open, curious about people. I I love, I love just getting to know someone, getting to know their stories. And maybe that's because I have a background in journalism, because I've been, um, because I've been hosting interviews, whether that be on like my old IGTV, I used to do it a lot. I've, I just feel like I've been interviewing since people, since I was like 21. So it's been, you know, quite a long time, almost a decade. And so, yeah, I just have this curiosity for people and and I find it harder to break into the scene here due to the fact that, um, you know, what I've been told and I've experienced that my boyfriend who is, um, who was born here did tell me that I believe it was him might not have been him. Okay. could have been someone else, but, um, him or one of his friends told me that, you know, it's actually considered rather rude. Oh no. Is this is the, okay. Anyway, it was a lovely girl that I met in, um, Helsinki who is also a non-native and she told me that it's considered rather rude to kind of cross people's it's almost like they have like more boundaries in a way like she she said it's almost like feels to them like a crossing of a boundary and and my gosh I would never want to do that but it's to me that's why it's just really hard so so I'm painting this picture really for you to understand, I guess, the situation that I'm in. And I think it's rather clear that given all of that, it's very, very easy to be lonely here. Now, yes, I do have a boyfriend here, but you know, like there's so much to say on that subject. First of all, we, don't always live together at this point in time. We're in two different cities. So that's one thing. And more than that, what I really believe, and this is where I've struggled, is, you know, my higher self, my wiser self knows that it's inherently unhealthy to have like your social life draped over one person, you know, like clinging to one person that is not healthy no relationship can feed your social needs just fucked up i i really just do not believe in that and um and it's true and and again like you know if you're to be separated and your whole social life is hanging on this one person then what your social life crumbles so i noticed that i was you know in the situation and I don't say that to shame myself because I also want you to know if you're listening to this and you have, um, because I have been very fortunate now to have met a number of um, women in my exact position. You know, they have partners who are Finnish and now whether or not they're still together, you know, like they came here for that reason and I think that's beautiful. Like we can, in this day and age, still do things for love without being anti-feminist, right? So I just kind of have to say that, like there's a lot of beauty and like love is about sacrifice. You know, it's, you know, we don't need to like overly sacrifice ourselves, but it's about 
maybe I should say compromise, right? Um, I think it's, you know, when we compromise and we encounter difficult situations due to the compromise, like we're not in our ideal, like let's say lifestyle due to the fact that we're compromising to make a relationship work. I think what happens is, and in my experience is we're met with these challenges, but these challenges really present to us an opportunity to grow. And obviously, look, obviously sometimes it's not, you know, in the end, people walk away from those situations, they've realized, okay, this really wasn't for me. Like, you know, it was great to be with this person for a little while, but you know, it wasn't enough. But in many cases it is, and I know many, many people where um, they've been very much put in, again, they've been faced with these challenges and their relationships are 10 plus years long, they're married, etc. And um, they would say it's it was absolutely worth it. And again, I want to say that these challenges that they were presented with, for example, loneliness, have allowed them to grow and to meet themselves on a deeper level than they ever could have. So that kind of spins me off into the benefits of loneliness. So I wanted to share that. Um, so you understand that I'm really coming to this subject of loneliness on a personal front. I'm not here speaking like talking down on anyone. Like really I'm with you. If you're feeling lonely, I've been here. I've like, I am actually just exiting it. Like I was literally in it this past week. Okay. So I'm with you. We are really all one. We're all in it together. And I just really want you to know that I understand you and I feel you and I see you. Okay, the benefits though, right, to this period are that we are confronted with our inner critic. As I said, this loneliness can bring up a lot of mental chatter within that, it, you know, sometimes it can almost feel unrelated. It's almost like when the monkey mind goes off and it starts speaking really negatively. Like it'll come up with reasons for why you're lonely, why it's your fault. And while that might feel like bullying, I think it's actually rather important to pay attention to what it's saying because what it's saying are is not really nonsensical. Okay. So just hear me out on this. Like it's not, it doesn't have no, 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 no legs, no feet. Like we want to look at what's being said in our minds during these hard times because they're clues to, you know, the areas in, in ourselves and our healing and our journey that we need to heal. And so that's a gift because that is an opening to dig deeper, to discover whatsoever it is within ourselves that's yeah that's really unhealed from our past so again i'll share an example from my own life i think it's always really helpful to hear stories so <clears throat> i shared already that you know for me i this feeling of being really other comes up and that goes so far back so as i said earlier this this most recent bout of loneliness was 
just the most recent. Like it wasn't the first time I've ever felt this way for an extended period of time. I honestly feel like I've experienced loneliness in different amounts, um, but I've experienced the overall feeling of it for like, gosh, I almost want to say from grade five, maybe even earlier, maybe it was my entire elementary school years, but I want to say at least the fifth grade till 22. So basically most of my childhood either way. And when I look back at that time, it's because I did have this feeling of being really other. And so in my own healing, it's really about looking like at, at that feeling and where did that feeling stem from? Why, you know, did I view myself as being, because we are all different, but why did I view myself as being ultimately less than other people? Why did I feel like my self-worth was was just non-existent or like very low? Why didn't I not feel like sharing <clears throat> my voice? Because what would happen for me, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but what would happen for me was <clears throat> I was actually very rarely entirely isolated. I was for the most part always with people. I mean, that did change, I would say, post-university. So that little bit of like entering the workforce that did change. And I think that changes for a lot of people. But for the most part, especially in schooling, as I was at, when I was younger and in university, etc., I always had a group of friends. But I was rather insecure with myself. And so I really judged all of my thoughts before I would essentially let myself speak, which sounds really sad, but I was, it was like, there was a little prison guard within my mind being like, do you really want to say that? Mm, I don't know about that. And so what happened was I was, um, I was very quiet within my groups and anybody from my high school can attest to this. I had a friend who I mean, he was lovely, like, like truly, like, um, yeah, I don't even know how we became such good friends. I think it was one of those things in school, you know, where you're like sitting at a table together and, but um, for whatever reason, I always felt really safe with him. And, um, and yeah, <laughs> he was also, you know, he was a guy and he was, guys are much more blunt than girls. And, um, and he said to me, everybody would, everybody would like you if you weren't so shy. <laughs> Think, and I think the weird thing was like, like he, like he's right. Like, uh, like I have a rather easy to get on with personality, but I was very shy and closed off. And so, again, even though I was basically always in the big groups of people, I went to most of the parties when I didn't feel like I didn't want to, which a lot of the time I didn't want to, but I still went. And so I was really always with people, but I don't think anybody really ever knew me. And I don't think I really allowed myself to really know many other people. Some, yes, but not many. And so that's to say that this whole feeling of loneliness and of being other was something that 
that's really been with me for a long time. And so having this, you know, most recent bout of loneliness crop up, I, I was just able to see that, um, that there's just still some healing to do there. And I think sometimes it can be nebulous. Like, what does that mean? Like, there's still some healing to do there. What that can mean rather, rather simply, I mean, it depends on, you know, the depth of your pain, right? There's, there's more deeper healing that people can do if they want to go to, you know, professional therapy and whatnot. But I think a lot of the time when I say like, there's still healing to do there, it can be rather simple that can look like spending some time, like let's say devoting a week. Like my intention for this week is to really go back to that time that was hard for me. I'm gonna return to that place in my journaling. I'm not gonna direct anything. I'm just gonna allow myself to journal about that time in my life. Journaling on that for a week is pretty profound. I must say I've had some pretty hard times in my life. And honestly, sometimes even just one session of journaling for like, you know, a good period of time, whether that's 20 minutes or an hour or plus is, is really, really healing because really we're just allowing this, this, it's almost like this experience has been clogged in our brains and we're just allowing it to flow. We're allowing it to drain out. And, um, and I really love that something that can also really be powerful. If you have if you're a musical person, I don't know if I would consider myself musical, but I, but I do love music. Okay. So anyway, titles aside, if you were someone who listened to music at a particular period in your life in which you now seek healing from, I found it very powerful to be doing tools like this, to be doing journaling exercises while listening to that music, because really what it does is music like very powerfully returns us to this place and the way that you know smell and other uh, other of our senses can do so i would recommend doing that if it's not too intense for you if it is just you know turn off the music or limit your session to 10 minutes and just take it easy but this can be really profound you know just spending time and journaling about it and or depending on the kind of person you are it might be helpful to talk to somebody about this it doesn't have to be a professional if that's out of your reach financially and or if you you know it's just not what you feel called to do you can talk to your mother about it i mean a cool thing about being an adult is that your mother you, your relationship with your mother is is an adult one like you can relate on things i think that's actually been a really cool thing about spending time with my mom at this age, as I just did, we spent three months in France together. And, you know, you can talk, you know, you're not just friends, obviously, this is your mother, but you do have more of a friendly relationship as you become an adult, you can talk to somebody like that who feels really safe for you. And just share about these experiences. You can talk to a friend. Um, you can record voice memos. I mean, I must say like recording this podcast is very therapeutic for me. And I did this obviously to share with you guys, but there is something very, very cathartic in just getting it out, getting this, just mo moving through these thoughts um, and these feelings, these emotions. 
whether that be via the pen on the page, whether that be via talk, whether that be via talking to yourself, recording something, or making art, you know? Like art is beautiful. You can also do this with yoga or just any movement, setting the intention before that, you know, this is an intentional practice. I am moving through these feelings. You don't necessarily have to be hardcore thinking about this period in time, but just by setting that intention, it will be there in your mind. And so if you're doing conscious movement, that means, you know, in my mind, that means not listening to a podcast while you're doing your movement, just allowing yourself to be with yourself as you move. That's very healing. You can also do breath work, right? The breath work is extraordinarily powerful. And whether you feel like you need a fast breath pattern or a slower breath pattern, you can just look into, there's just so many different times of breath work. So I would, I would take a look at that as well. Okay. So I just wanted to explain, you know, ways in which we can actually make that healing process happen. So, right. Okay. So there, there is, in my mind, the, the benefit of this period of loneliness it's like everything in life is is really we're always being given to like things are always happening for us and we're not ever presented with things that are just in our lives to destroy us right that's not how the universe works it's always always bringing us or trying to bring us into deeper communion with ourselves in order to be the most aligned in order to therefore go on and 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 do the the work in the world that we're meant to do to serve to be with others and to be happy ourselves that's my spiritual belief anyway all right so now let's chat a little bit about what you can do. So let's say you've been intentional with, you know, the feelings that are coming up for you as you feel lonely, you're processing through them and you're like, okay, but there's the, there is the fact that humans are social creatures. So one part of this work is the inner work. And the other part of this work is the earthly work, you know, the things that we have to do on this ground, we have to make a change in our lives, in our physical lives, like what we are doing on, if not a daily basis, then on a weekly basis. Okay. Because again, like some, I've heard it said many times, like if you're lonely, like look at the company, like, like if you're healed, like you won't be lonely, but I, I, I don't believe in that. Um, I don't believe it's, it's that simple, right? Because again, like humans are social creatures. So I would stay away if you've heard people speaking in a sort of shamey way, like, you know, you're not in, you know, I think I saw something the other day, if you're lonely, you're not in good company. It's like, well, maybe to a degree, like we just talked about, maybe you do need some to do some inner work to heal, to make yourself love yourself. But again, at the end of the day, we can love ourselves and love spending time with ourselves and really be in this healed place. And still, again, 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 being social creatures, still 
want human connection. That's how we're designed. Okay. So don't feel shame or like there's something wrong with you because you are desirous of human connection. Like that desire is, is one that we should also listen to just like any other messaging from our body that we would be at our healthiest, most vibrant, most radiant selves if we were to have human connection in our lives. And we know that because we know when we leave a friend or even just an acquaintance after spending time with them, especially if it's been a while since we've been with other people, maybe coming out of COVID or whatnot, coming out of quarantine, we know that we just feel so much better. All right. So, so let's talk about this. So if you are, maybe you've just been through a, significant change maybe your inner world's really changed and therefore you as a person you've really evolved and I and I know I speak to a lot of you individuals you souls you seekers because you're you're really doing this work to align as the show is all about to align with your north star you want to be the most authentic real version of yourself as possible like you you know that desire in and of itself will make you a little bit different and if you've just gone through a a coming home to yourself if you've just evolved to any degree you know that might cause some friction between you and those that are currently in your life you might notice like you don't really relate to them as you used to or um well probably and you know, you just don't have as much joy in the hangouts, like you're looking for something a little bit more deep, a little bit more, just a little bit more soulful. And so in that process of trying to find those people, it can feel really lonely, or you might be like myself, like I mentioned, you might be in a foreign country where you truly just don't know anyone. They might, you might be, you might have a language barrier, you might have any kind of barrier in, in your life that's just made it harder for you to meet other people. Maybe you have, um, maybe you just have a different neurology and you have trouble socializing. So here's the thing. There's so many different ways to approach this. I'm just going to share what's really worked for me on like a very tactical sort of tool level. I've noticed that in this, this is one of the areas where I am so grateful that technology exists because without it, I, I don't know. I feel like I would just be walking up to people at coffee shops, even as, you know, not, not the kind of person necessarily who would walk up to someone's table and be like, Hey, can I sit down? Like I might strike up a conversation in line, but you know, it's not my MO to just go out of my way to, to talk up a stranger. <laughs> um, so I would love to be more that way, but it's, it's really not, not, that wouldn't be natural for me and probably not for many of us. Um, but I feel like that's what I would have to do if I didn't have the blessing of technology. Um, because the things that I found so helpful. So I've been through this like period. The first time it was, as I talked about that sort of leveling phase, I was freshly back from my master's. I was back in Canada for the first time and I really needed to 
to make friends. I honestly don't know, guys, if I've already talked about this in the podcast. So if I have, apologies. But if I haven't, here's, here's how that period really went. I, I knew I wanted to find writers. I wanted to be in a more creative entrepreneurial group of humans. And so I utilized meetup.com. I don't know if that's still popular, but maybe it is. It was rather, rather popular back then. So that was 2017, not too, too long ago, five years ago. And I loved it. I found my, like, I found such an exquisite writing group through Meetup. And what I love about Meetup, if you haven't been on that site, is you just type in your interests, you know, you type in like things that, you know, you would want to do, like activities you'd want to do. And you can find groups in whatever city or town you're in. They might have less if you're in a town, but certainly if you're in a city, you should have quite a variety of things to choose from. And you just go, you walk yourself to that location, you meet the group of people that are there, and you get this opportunity to have a new experience with a bunch of people you don't know, many of which are also coming alone. And it's, it's this wonderful feeling of, of not being other, because like I just said, like so many people are coming to these events on their own and that's why they're there to expand their social circles, to, to expand their lives really, to, to maybe try new things. So I've had lots of success with Meetup. I also utilized that, I believe when I was living in Paris for a while, I went to, um, I went to the movies or the cinema, as you prefer, however you prefer to say it. I went there with a meetup group because I really felt like going to see a movie in a theater. And I, I don't know, I, I just generally prefer to do that with people. I know some people do that on their own. They find that a great solo activity, but I really do love doing that with people. So that was really positive for me. There's just so, there's so many different things. If you want to go out for dinner and drinks and you just like don't have a big group of friends and that's what you're craving, that environment. And maybe you're abroad, you just don't have it. Or like I said, you've up-leveled, you're looking for a different kind of group to do that with. Maybe that can talk about a specific kind of thing that you're into. Meetup really provides that. So that's a fabulous tool, honestly, if you're looking for something like that. And then I would also really recommend Bumble BFF. So Bumble is, I, I like, it is a dating app, but they have a, another side to them that is basically a friendship dating app. <laughs> and I love this because, well, I've used it so many times. I've met so many cool girls through this that I like have gone on to become genuine friends with. Um, what I do like about this is that it's a little bit less, um, well, it's one-on-one, -on -one, right? So I think if, depending on the kind of person you are, like if you're more of like a group person, you kind of want to like observe the crowd. Maybe you want to do like a wine tasting in Italy, like just depending on where you're living, right? Then meetup might be for you or like Airbnb experience is also a version I feel like of meetup. That's also really cool for that kind of thing. But if you're like really looking to develop um, a friendship and those generally, maybe not for everyone, but in my experience, those are often best cultivated one-on-one. -on -one. And 
you know, just like as a dating app would, you have people's profiles, you get to see what they're into, you put what you're into, and it's it's rather, um, you know, you can get a glance at a profile and be like, oh, cool, like we're both into spirituality, we both like to hike, we're both morning people, oh, we're both entrepreneurs, okay, we're probably going to have, you know, if not the if we're not going to vibe perfectly as friends, at least we'll have a lot to talk about. And this will be an interesting, you know, way for me to spend my Saturday morning or whatever. And so, yeah, I've absolutely adored Bumble BFF for that. It's very active, I feel like, everywhere in the world or at least in cities. And um, that's what I've utilized as of late here in Finland. I, yeah, I'm just really grateful for the app. It's also just like, it's allowed me to meet both natives, which is interesting that there is actually natives on here, and then also other foreigners, which is really great because you can bond over, yeah, just that feeling that was once, you know, the pain for you of being an outsider, and you can chat about it, and it just makes you feel so much less alone in your experience, and for me, it's really, it's really um, annihilated that inner critic that was telling me that and I knew always okay this is just my inner critic but still it's helpful to just have that voice die down because it's it's very like I'm being very much so presented with the truth which is that no I'm not this weird alien here that no one likes no one wants to talk to it's it's rather that I just don't know anyone yet right and here are people that I'm meeting, that I'm talking to with now, that quite enjoy being in my company, right? So it's just proof for that inner critic to really just simmer down. So yeah, I really cannot recommend Bumble BFF more. And then I would say good old Instagram. Now, this is probably this is where you have to put in I would say the most work because Instagram is not traditionally a a platform for this if you want to make a friendship through Instagram like you basically have to make that pretty clear you have to put in the effort it's not like Bumble BFF where you're just like okay cool let's let's text for a bit and then like let's go grab a coffee like when you're meeting someone on Instagram it's not really assumed that that's gonna happen but Instagram is like the slow burn you know like you can like if you're following someone on Instagram and you're both like creators then you know you probably are getting a pretty good insight into a deeper part of themselves if you're not if you're not creators on Instagram you're consumers and you at least see you know how each other like lives their lives like their stories what they find is like fun to do on the weekends or on their time off or just get a little glimpse into a lifestyle too and and what I recommend with respect to Instagram and getting a little bit more nitty gritty is I used to, even though, as I just said, Instagram, it has never, hasn't really been designed for this, but I always kind of wanted to take advantage of the possibilities that Instagram could provide. So I remember I would just look up when I was living in Toronto, I would look up uh, hashtag uh, Toronto entrepreneur. I wanted to meet entrepreneurs and I just was like where are they I know they're around me but where are they (laughs) so I would find them I would follow some I would message some of them and really I met incredible ladies I am only still friends with one of them but so many of them ended up being like collaborators on events and like all of that good stuff and that was really cool that was really inspiring for me career-wise and 
really expensive. So I think we can really all benefit from that. And this also segues into, I guess, my last tip with respect to meeting people. And well, I guess I could have, no, this is all kind of part and parcel. So I'm going to say just like going into spaces, so going to events and just think that you're interested going alone. Maybe there's no technology involved. So I guess this is the older school way of doing it, you know, pre-tech, just going to, yeah, going into areas that you love. Like if you are an entrepreneur and you're in an entrepreneurial city, going to entrepreneurial events is huge for that kind of thing. If you look up, if you're not into that, if you're into like art or if you're into theater, just putting yourself in those environments, being brave, going on your own and being open and receptive because we can go to these things, have an energy of like blockedness um, or just being very reserved and we won't really meet people. But if we go with the intention of meeting just one person, we likely will. Our energy is inviting, it's open. And again, we have that intention. So we're looking for openings. I also heard a funny tip with that if you're at like um if you're at like a real organized event and it's not just like you're going to like a pottery event but if you're like at something like that has like a bar or whatnot um if you're that person that is kind of standing near the bar then that's a good opening to just go and talk to people I actually thought that was such a funny and practical tip so there's like um ways that can be applied in other scenarios. So maybe if you're in um, a yoga class and you're kind of near the, the tools, like the mats or whatnot, then it's also like more people are gonna float by you and more of an opportunity to strike up a conversation with someone if you make eye contact or whatnot, so, or by the water cooler at a gym. I mean, we can get strategic about these things and just depends on what feels good for you, what feels intuitive and and, and also just, again, giving yourself that, that courtesy to be bold and to be intentional, not to be pushy or to, you know, be weird, but <laughs> to, to be bold and to be yourself and to allow others to, to really see you and for you to really see others and to strike up, as I said, strike up conversations in a flowy kind of way or in a way that is suitable to your personality. Okay, so I really hope that this was helpful. I've really utilized all of these at different points in my life. They've been huge for me and just really changed my, my mental health in times where it's been challenging. And I, and just to iterate again, like I've really been here super recently, like I was really struggling here in Finland and, um, you know, the first little while, not so much, especially if you are rather introverted, if you're like a projector in human design, like we do like our alone time. But after a while, I was really just starting to feel low. I didn't really, it felt very aimless on my weekends and I started to feel depressive symptoms up in me and that was when I knew okay I need to take this into my own hands at the end of the day no one's here to save you um and you know if you're in a relationship just know your partner's you probably do know this but let me just say your partner's job is not to save you for the health of your relationship for the longevity of your relationship don't put that on your partner 
yes, they should be supportive of you. Yes, they should, you know, you should both be doing your best to always be supportive of each other and try to, to make each other's lives um, more joyous and loving. And, but, you know, at the end of the day, we are individuals with our own, um, it's our own responsibility to take our lives into our hands. And then our partners can be complimentary to us. They can, again, do what they can to, to support us. But, but just understanding always, like, they have their own lives. They have their own issues going on. And developing a codependency, you know, rather becoming codependent on them is just never really a recipe for success because then all that happens is, you know, you really put your happiness into the hands of another and it's just it's disempowering and not what you want for yourself and it won't be good for your relationship so I just had to say that because I think it's natural to you know really lean on if you feel like you don't have a lot of people to lean on that one person and again that's great they can be a support but you don't want to be reliant on said person again this is for the health of your relationship and ultimately for the health of yourself. You want to feel like you've got, you've got your life and, you know, you're the master of your own life at the end of the day. Okay. All right, my loves, I'm going to leave that there. I hope that this was helpful. And if you're feeling the heaviness of loneliness, please know that I feel you. I'm here for you. If you want to chat, I am absolutely open. I do this, you know, at least once a day. So I am absolutely here for you. And I wish you so much love in the meantime. And I will talk to you all next time. Thank you so much for joining us on the North Star Podcast. I am so grateful for your time and your presence. If you want to chime in on the conversation, you can send me a DM at MacValCastro on Instagram. I mean it when I say that I'm really always happy to hear from you, be it with regards to your insights gleaned from this episode or with regard to your own unfolding journey at large. I do believe that we each have our own North Star and it's our duty to do the inner work to get to know ourselves so that we can live in harmony with our souls, carry out our calling, and serve others with the gifts we have each been uniquely blessed with in this lifetime. Thank you again for joining us and I'll see you next time.